Confessions of a Crappy Christian is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids, and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. This week's episode is with Lee Ann Garfius, and we are talking about homeschooling and how that is very different from pandemic schooling. We talk about the misconceptions and stereotypes of the homeschool world, as well as the benefits of teaching your children at home and the reality that God equips us to do things that we don't think we can. It's a really great conversation, and even if you are not in the homeschool world, I know that there are a lot of things in this conversation just for you. Welcome to the show, Miss Leanne. It's so great to be here and to talk with you, Blake. I've been looking forward to this. I really, I have too, because I don't think I've had a lot of homeschool moms on the show, but I haven't gotten to have a conversation about homeschooling. So Mm -hmm. before we get into it, that we're not going to do like, this isn't like a technical, like how to homeschool conversation. I just want to have a conversation because in today's environment, I think a lot more parents are considering or or have been thrust into homeschooling. And you are a veteran, you were homeschooled, you homeschool now. And so, and you've written what three, this is your third book on homeschooling. Yes. So to get us started, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I know your homeschooling journey has not been all rainbows and unicorns. So tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do. Well, I am a homeschool mom of six. Two of my children have already graduated and one is just finishing his senior year. He's almost done now. So I have three that I'm really still working on. They are 13 and nine-year-old twins that we adopted. And we live in the Dallas area. I write from home while I'm homeschooling and um, play the violin in my church. So we, and I'm a soccer mom. So it's a busy schedule for our house, but we really enjoy it. And we have a lot of fun. I was a homeschool graduate back in the early nineties when homeschooling was a much different culture and so much different than it is today. It was so different. Yes. Because it was, it was rare. It was in Michigan where we were homeschooling, it was borderline illegal. So it was very secretive if you were homeschooling and we literally homeschooled in the basement, didn't answer the door during the day, um, didn't made up a (laughs) name for our homeschool in case someone asked us where we went to school. It's a very exclusive private school. That's why you haven't heard of it. (laughs) 
But um, there were just two of us, my sister and I, and I was homeschooled from seventh grade through 12th grade, but I did that work in five years. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just <laughs> driven for absolutely no reason. And they didn't have dual credit then, or I probably would have done that instead. Right. But um, my homeschool wasn't perfect. I was physically abused when I was a younger child, and our home was dysfunctional growing up. We were Christians. My dad was a deacon. My mom was a Sunday school teacher and choir member, and they were involved in every single activity at church. But our home life was much different. So I essentially, I went to school. To college, but I ran away to get married when I was 19. Oh, wow. And the Lord used that anyway. I have um, a home life I never dreamed was possible. God really redeemed the broken pieces of my life and renewed my relationship with Him after it was so difficult to believe and to trust after it seemed like so much I had been taught was not true or was very harmful. So to be able to renew my relationship with God, um, much related, much because of my husband's relationship with me and his sacrificial love and his gentle guiding me and walking me through that process. So in spite of that, I'm still a homeschool mom, only because my husband <laughs> insisted we try for one year when our oldest was three years old. So it didn't really count. <laughs> it was just preschool. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. But I really, I wanted nothing to do with my formal lifestyle. That was right. just too much for me. And I knew that homeschooling is really intense. And you know, Blake, when we were homeschooled, it was extremely time intensive because there weren't the same helps and the same kind of curriculum and the same kind of support that we have now. Right. It really took everything out of the mom. It was a 24 seven job. And yeah. I didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to be pigeonholed a homeschool mom. Okay. You're laughing because guess what I'm doing now? <laughs> right. But not that was not it, the identity about it. <laughs> I know advocating it and writing books about it. What's wrong with me now? But um, anyway, so he made me do it for just one year and it was so transformative in my relationship with my son mm -hmm. and watching those light bulb moments was even more exciting to me than watching him take his first, first steps as a baby. So uh, that was addictive. And so I wanted to do one more year and then one more year. And then I just said to my husband, I don't feel like I want someone else to see these moments before I do. I want to be there when he puts together his first word. I want to be there when he first understands what long division actually means. I wanted to be there for those things. And I wanted to be able to teach him joy and enjoyment of learning. And I wanted to craft a new type of lifestyle and culture in our home. And homeschooling really enabled um, my husband and I to do that and to build those relationships with our children that, if I can say, are really strong today. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful. It was only God's grace that redeemed those 
um, broken parts of my life and allowed um, my life to become so much better, so much more hopeful and loving and peaceful than I imagined was even possible as a child. Right. I'm sure. It's like having, you know, I think that they're my best friend. We talked about this before is a homeschool graduate and a homeschool mom now, but she had, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but she had this really kind of idyllic like we always joke that like her mom is like my best friend's mom is mom goals you know (laughs) situation with homeschool and so I think it's really incredible that you circled back around and ended up falling in love with what it should have looked like and and kind of giving that to your children versus what what you experienced but I'm still not I wouldn't say I'm a great homeschool mom. (laughs) There are moms so much better at this than I am, but um, which is why I wrote the book to say Mm -hmm. this is because I wanted to put down on paper what it is I was working towards right? and what, and put all that information in one place. But um, my children are so forgiving and God's grace is Mm -hmm. so powerful that no matter our failings and no matter how many mistakes I make, as long as I keep saying, I'm so sorry I did this wrong. (laughs) I taught this whole subject to you wrong, or (laughs) I used all the wrong curriculum, or I was too hard on you, or we, I should have slowed down. Every time I say, I'm sorry, God just uses that to build our relationship more and keep us going. So you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's no. And I don't know a single really, I'm so glad you do, but I don't know a single super great homeschool mom. <laughs> but all of my <laughs> friends who are doing it, we're just basically doing it with a lick and a prayer and letting God take it. Well, and Audrey would is going to die when she listens to this episode and she's going to text me and say, I am not a perfect homeschool mom. You have lost your <laughs> mind. So she would be right there next to you, just outside looking at it as her friend. It, <laughs> she's killing it, you know, but <laughs> so I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but I was homeschooled for a few years in between kind of the elementary and high school years. So I went from a private Christian school to homeschooling to public school. Woo! <gasps> <laughs> uh, no, that was a That's little bit of horror, shop. right? That it, is the horror of homeschooling. You don't go from homeschool to public school. Whoa! Yeah. Like I was, <laughs> what? How old are you when you? Well, I guess I went eighth grade. I started public school. So, however old you are, I can remember getting on the bus and being like, "Am I gonna die? Like, am I gonna die?" <laughs> on this bus? Like, what? is ha- there are no seatbelts what is happening mm-hmm. like so it was a little bit of like and you know my parents and I joke about it now you know they're a little bit like I don't know what we were thinking just going from homeschool to like okay have fun at the you know in the jungle of public school but um so I want to talk a little bit about homeschooling stereotypes because we were joking before we started recording that because I said that about being homeschooled and you were like and you made it you're normal because <laughs> uh, we are so weird homeschoolers <laughs> are just freaks of nature everyone knows that <laughs> so what are some of the stereotypes that you encounter from people that like you're like that is completely inaccurate that is that doesn't happen well it used to be um probably 10 years ago or so that everyone assumed that we were the denim jumper, 15 passenger van duggers, basically. Right. Right. But that's, I think people have gotten over that 
pretty much. But still now the stereotype, I think, is that our children are weird and Mm -hmm. that you would be able to recognize them in public because they're the weirdos, which is funny because, I mean, obviously we know there are children of different abilities and different personalities in every school situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) and different interests. So it doesn't, it's, it's kind of funny to us homeschoolers. We're like, who are you pointing to? But what is funny is now when we go out in public, our children, and this happens to most homeschoolers, you're not known right away as being homeschoolers. We are mm-hmm. chameleons now. Yeah. So, and especially homeschool grads, right? Like no one has any idea because um, it's, I like to tell people when I finally tell them that I'm homes- a homeschool <laughs> graduate and they're so shocked. I'm like, yes, we are out among you and you have no idea. <laughs> We have infiltrated society. So I think the fact that somehow we would stick out like a sore thumb is what people expect. So if they meet a homeschooler that they've been friends with for a long time or their child has been playing soccer with or they've been in church activities with and suddenly they find out you're homeschooled, um, they seem to be shocked that you're Hmm. not more different. That's what I have encountered. Now, people thinking about homeschooling, there's a lot of misconceptions once they find out you're a homeschooler. Around me, the first thing they say is, I could never be around my kids all day like that. Um, yeah. I always say, that's why I'm not around my kids all day like that. I have a bedroom. That's right. I have a bedroom with a door and we have quiet time every afternoon where everybody does their own thing and doesn't bother anyone else because no one can be all up in their faces all the time. But so they think that life has to be idyllic in order to homeschool, that you're just frolicking through the meadows and everybody loves each other all the time. <laughs> you have perfect relationships and your children never Nobody fight. Nobody ever fights. Right. Your, the mom never yells. Right. <laughs> the house is clean. It's just like but meadows and picnics and perfection. Exactly. They don't realize that homeschool families are regular families. Our kids fight all day. We moms get very frustrated. We lose our cool. The house is a mess. We feel all strung out, much like any other mom in the world. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't take a different personality. I had um, two children. My youngest two are adopted. And during the adoption process, part of the agreement for them moving into our house is that they would stay in the public school until our adoption was finalized. It's kind of unusual, but that's what that was um, a deal they made with us. So they were in public school for only one semester, and I nearly lost my mind. Yeah, Not because I didn't like the school. It was a beautiful school. The teachers were wonderful. They were very supportive when they found out I was a homeschool mom and that I was going to homeschool them as soon as possible. Like, they were bending over backwards to keep me informed, to make things as easy as possible. But I'm telling you, Carline... And the whole schedule of of getting them up super early in the morning and getting them out and all the projects and the homework and then doing the stuff at night and then 
uh, cramming down a really early supper and going out for the church activity or for the soccer practice or whatever, the whole schedule kills me. Like yeah. there is no way I could, I couldn't be a home, a public school mom. I don't have it in me <laughs> to manage my time like that and to keep my cool with that kind of, um, strenuous. Yeah. Schedule. So when people tell me I could never do it, it sounds too busy, I couldn't handle it, I tell them, you know what, your life is probably more hectic now than if you were homeschooled and you were more in charge of your time. Yeah. And they're shocked. I said, do yeah. you know what, homeschooling takes me four hours a day tops. Right. So I have my afternoon to work, to calm down, to plan my supper, to run my errands. I have a lot of time to keep my life moving so I can have those relaxing evenings with my family or figure out what they're going to do. So that misconception that you have to be perfect, that your your schedule has to be so tight, which it doesn't, that it's going to take over your life. It doesn't. I've worked full-time and part-time inside the home and outside the home for the entire nearly 20 years that I've written I've four books. And written four books. That's right. And spoken and traveled. So it can be done and it's, it's not um, incompatible with what you might call a real life. Right. Well, and so I, we've moved my oldest in kindergarten into a kind of homeschool hybrid school. It's kind of like, uh, I was telling you before, but it was a, like a homeschool co-op and a pr- private Christian school had a baby and it's, they're off on Fridays. They have shorter days and they're mm-hmm. off on Fridays. And at first when I would tell my friends that they were like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I love it. I can't even tell like getting her to school later, getting her home earlier, having her home for like a three day weekend. Like you said, it gives us room to breathe. It, and not to mention if we want to pick up and go out of town, like she doesn't have to miss school on a Friday, but there is, there's just so much freedom. And that kind of leads me to the the next subject I wanted to talk about, which is the virtual schooling versus homeschooling, not versus, but indifference Mm -hmm. because it's not a versus thing this isn't a better worse thing right when we so she was in a traditional public school when covid hit and we did virtual schooling for the last whatever it was two months of the school year and it was horrible (laughs) (laughs) yes because we were following someone else's schedule someone else like it was all of the things about public school that you're talking about of being tied to someone else's schedule being tied to someone else's curriculum etc etc but then we never had a break from each other because we were trying to get all of this stuff done on someone else's time but still be home all the time and so I know that there are you know, I know that there are a lot of schools that have gone back, but I know that there are still a lot of families that are still doing virtual schooling. And I wanted to talk about that that is, they are not the same. No, they're not. And it, but it kind of made me sad when this first came out last March and last April, you could see a lot of veteran homeschool moms saying, yeah, but you're not really homeschooling, whatever. Um, but my attitude is, no, they're, they are a type of homeschool of, 
schooler that's doing it so much harder <laughs> than we are because right. besides being tied to the they're being tied to their computer they're tied to the time like you were saying but they're also tied to the curriculum and manner that the teacher is teaching but the parent needs to be involved in helping them so it's much harder the parent doesn't know exactly what's going on in the class. Like, for example, they might not know how the teacher is describing long division. But mm -hmm. when they try to help the child with long division, then the child's saying, that's not how my teacher that's did it. But right. mm -hmm. the parent doesn't know what the teacher was doing. So it can cause a little bit of conflict there, a lot of frustration. So everything is so much harder when you're a homeschool, a traditional homeschool family, then you're doing it all yourself. And like we said, it's so much faster, so much easier because you're concentrating just on what the child knows. You're getting to that. You're working on it just a little bit and then you're moving on with your life. So that is a huge difference that um, I think the us veteran homeschool moms, instead of pulling back and saying, well, you're not really doing it, so you're on your own. I think instead, we need to help um, give them hope and help give them some of the strategies that has helped us get through it, helping them see how you can better manage your time, helping them see how you can have better expectations for what your child should be doing, which most of the time is lower expectations. So because a big thing not to toot my own horn, but a big thing I put in the book is, is developmental outlines. So you realize um, what your child should, the wide range of ability for mm -hmm. your child developmentally and mentally and academically at their age, because there can be up to a four year difference wow. in each child. If you think above or below where you might call normal um, and that's normal. So mm -hmm. some children who are in fourth grade might be really advanced and their parents are proud because they're reading on an eighth grade level. But if they're still struggling with reading full sentences or big chapter books, that's completely normal for their chronological age too. So that's something that we veteran homeschoolers can be reaching out and saying, you're frustrated. And so many public school parents are feeling like, oh no, my child is falling behind because of this. Instead to say, do you know what? Your child is getting what they need. They're keeping moving forward. They're doing fine for their age. They'll have spurts later where you might feel they quote unquote catch up or whatever. But we can all just settle down and relax and help our, ch our children get through these difficult times and then worry about long division later. <laughs> right. Or never. Can we just worry about long division? <laughs> never. That would be great because I saw a meme the other day that was like, this is how you do something long division. And it was the kid going, could you teach me how to file my taxes? That would be <laughs> awesome because I would love to have that ability as an adult versus being able to do, you know, what is 1,089 divided by 100, like, or whatever. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from a network supporter. Okay, so you know how I'm a huge fan of counseling, right? Well, I recently started working with a counselor at Faithful Counseling, and I knew I had to tell you about it. 
Faithful Counseling is an online Christian counseling network, and it's an incredible solution for people looking to find the help they need. I found the sign-up process to be really straightforward. You answer some questions and you get matched with a counselor all within 24 hours. After that, you can log into your account at any time and message your counselor, plus scheduling weekly video or phone sessions. The extra bonus is that I found it to be really affordable and they've extended a discount of 10% off of your first month. All you have to do is head to getfaithful.com slash crappy Christian to join the other 500,000 people, myself included, who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Head to getfaithful.com slash crappy Christian for 10% off your first month and to get started. When all of this started, so I didn't really see or experience the, what you're talking about, the you're not homeschooling for real. Mm -hmm. I saw more, hey, just so you know, this is not what homeschooling feels like. Like you're drowning. You were thrust into this. You're doing it by the seat of your pants. This isn't what it's like. And that was really comforting to me to have, you know, I have a, a pretty solid homeschool base, follower, listenership, et cetera. And so many of them reached out and said that because I was very open on my platform about, oh my (laughs) God, what is happening? I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So many of them were so kind and said, this isn't, this is, you're not homeschooling, not in an ugly way, but in a, no, no, no. That's you are, what did somebody said? You, you are crisis School. Yes, exactly. Or I like to tell them you're doing everything the super hard way. Right. <laughs> if you if you took them out and did it yourself, it would be so much easier. But you're stuck, and they feel trapped. They don't want to, or um, traditionally homeschool. My friends who are going through it, or they know they want their child in the classroom just as soon as that classroom opens. So they feel trapped in this right. situation. And so, and you're right, they have a misconception now. They're like, I would never homeschool. I don't know how you do this. And I'm like, because we don't do it the super hard way. Right. <laughs> we have found how to make this so much easier. We cut the time in half and cut the frustration in exactly. like 100%. And exactly. it's not like this. And you're right. That's why if those who are getting that message are just throwing it all out the window and saying, that's it. I'm just going to homeschool for the time being because that's the easiest and best for yeah. our family. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I have so many friends who pulled their kids for a multitude of reasons. They didn't want their kids to wear masks all day. They did want you know stricter PPE restrictions. They or they didn't have an op, like virtual was only their only option, and so they have pulled them and they're doing you know their last minute doing their own they're doing a homeschool, they're, you know, following curriculum, all of that kind of stuff. But I have to tell you, and again, this is outside looking in, but I feel like a lot of them are thriving and they are loving it. And Mm -hmm. they, they're finding that they enjoy their children more. And I can say just from the, the much smaller side of having my child home more in the school that she's in now versus traditional public school, I really, I enjoy her more. Mm-hmm. Because she's less tired. We are less running around like chickens with our heads cut off. It's allowed us to kind of hold on to some of that slowed down lifestyle that COVID kind of gave some of us. 
that it really is really beautiful. It really is. And just think about what nicer people we are when we're relaxed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is when we're all strung out, stressed and busy. You just don't feel like a nice person. And it's hard to be peaceful and loving and even to have a sense of humor. So you're right. When you have that space, even more so for our children, when they have that space, to breathe and to spend more relaxing time. They have more time to play, to use their imaginations. And these are important developmental tasks. Children, um, researchers have found children need rest time. They need mental rest. They need unstructured play in order to grow, in order to be intelligent, in order to learn problem solving. So that's a big blessing. Another big blessing is sometimes people say, well, I don't want to have him home because he has problems and I just can't deal with it. Like, emotional problems or behavioral problems. But another um, positive about homeschooling in that respect is I have a child, for instance, who is um, dealing with some things from his adoption. Mm -hmm. And that comes out, obviously, whenever you're stressed and whenever you've been through trauma, there's just a lot that comes out and life is very difficult to deal with then. Mm -hmm. So it's since I homeschool, I can just say some days, do you know what? We're putting all the workbooks away. Let's go outside and play. Let's burn some of this angry energy off. Let's sit down and talk about what's what's really um, bothering you in your mind. Let's go have a snack. We can actually deal with the symptoms and deal with the heart problem in a way that that child wouldn't be able to in the classroom. They have to stay on task. They have to stay with the group. So a lot of children, children from trauma, children with ADHD, children with behavioral issues are able to get their needs met in that relaxed and loving environment. And we as parents then can, instead of feeling all that frustration, um, even though we do, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of frustration with dealing with troubled children. But um, at the same time, we have that that um, bond that only increases with them as we work with them through it and guide through it the most important things in their life. We can, we can focus on and let them heal in that really supportive environment. So that's another really good thing. Even if you think, oh, I couldn't deal with my child, it might be exactly what that child needs, needs. Mm-hmm. that extra space. Absolutely. I love that. What kind of speaking to that, because there are so many parents who are unexpectedly homeschooling due to COVID, what is your encouragement? for these families who are are new or kind of thrust into it or are on the fence, you know, are trying to decide still. Don't take it five years at a time for mm-hmm. Pete's sakes. And yeah. um, because you don't know this, once this is over, you're going, the, the culture has settled down once life um, in public has settled down and things have returned to the new normalcy, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, You might look at this differently. Either you'll decide that homeschooling was the great thing for you, or you'll decide, you know what, this was a really good passage or hallway that we went through as a family and now we're ready to go back. So you don't feel like you're making this long-term commitment. You're not marrying your homeschool books. You're not <laughs> promising to do this till death. So since you know that, because of that fact, you don't have to sweat what's going on each day or each month or even the whole semester. I think 
parents are really afraid, really afraid of this concept of falling behind Blake. Mm -hmm. I hear that so much. And especially while we're going through these issues of 2020 and 2021, we're really um, worried about our children's education. And it's coming out in the media. I just read this news article from the Dallas Morning News that actually calls the children the lost generation academically. Mm. That's so wrong. Mm -hmm. They're going to learn so much more from this. And one year, two years, it is part of a normal developmental um, range of ability anyway, even if this didn't happen. So I think just relax. That's what I just want to pat every single mom on the back (laughs) and say, relax. It doesn't matter. This year is just a drop in the bucket of this child's life. Don't even worry about it. Worry about the more important things, giving your child stability, giving, meeting your child's emotional and mental and physical needs, building your family culture and keeping together during, during stressful times and really insulating your family against the outside stress making sure that things are routine, normal, happy inside your home. Those are the things that matter, whether you're virtual schooling from public school or you're homeschooling. That's what I would tell them is just really concentrate on the fact it doesn't matter. Your family and your relationships are what matter right now. I love that. And I think there was a point halfway through virtual schooling at the beginning of COVID where we kind of hit that, where I was, I finally decided, you know, we may not get all the worksheets done today, (laughs) but we're going to have fun. We're going to go on a nature walk. We're going to go play with the chickens, you know, whatever. It was this weight and almost this dark cloud that lifted off of us that Kind of like we were joking before, maybe they're going to be a tiny bit behind academically, but when did academics become more important than the kind of person my children are and are going to be? And I think that's even a question that an issue we can raise with the public school teachers that we're working with virtually as well. Like I mentioned, when my children were in public school, I had that conversation with each of their teachers and said, you know what, there is so much going on in our family with this upheaval of them moving in and helping them deal with their past and what they've been through. That homework seems like a lot when they come home, when I'm trying to build this relationship. And they both said, put the homework away. Just read books or snuggle or do whatever it is you need to do to help your family. So so many teachers understand understand this too. We can have this kind of really, we can have this kind of conversation with other homeschool moms. If we're, if we're all out homeschooling, we can have this conversation with public school moms and with our teachers and say, do you know what helped me with this relationship that is so much more important right now? Mm -hmm. And it is, it's so much more important. And I'm so thankful that you are sharing that both with homeschool moms or people who are on the fence or people who have been thrown into it that that you're kind of leading the way and saying, hey, here's here's what's important. Here's what's not. Here's some encouragement for how to do this without feeling like you're falling behind or feeling like you're a failure. Where can people get a hold of everything you need to know about homeschooling? 
you can find it on Amazon. Okay. And it's right there, easy to find. Just Google everything you need to know about homeschooling. It's a catchy title because it absolutely <laughs> is everything. But they also sell it on christianbook.com. It's on Mardell. I think it's also on Barnes & Noble online. And if wherever you're buying curriculum, you'll find it. Okay. Right there. Perfect. Leanne, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I really enjoyed it, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. Electrical pros, the Home Depot can help you put safety first with a four-pack of Kita FireX Hardwire smoke detectors for just $39.97. Order these interconnected smoke alarms online and you put safety first. And that's followed by $10 savings on each pack, free delivery, and peace of mind knowing you got the right brand for fire safety. See? Put safety first and everything else follows when you order a four-pack of Kita smoke detectors for just $39.97. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only.